I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review-Journal. I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, season two, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. You're listening to Vegas Nation. It's Friday, which means it's time for unsportsmanlike conduct with your hosts, Adam Hill and Ed Green. Hey, welcome into Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation. This podcast is brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal and presented by Blue Wire Hustle. We're your hosts, Ed Greeny and Adam Hill, and we're here each week to give you some of our thoughts on the Las Vegas Raiders before entering into the world of news and topics we seem to find interesting. Here we go, Adam. Here we are out at uh, Raiders facility for the second full day of practice on training camp. Opened on Tuesday, but the last two days we've actually seen guys in the field. Uh, Want to get your thoughts right away. You were here. You came off vacation. You are here for the first time today. Anything stand out to you? I know they're not in pads yet, but what position groups were you looking at and did anything stand out to you that you might not have thought uh, you'd see yeah i think you know first of all first of all it's on location here at the facility good to be back here doing the podcast from out here it's fun um but yeah i I think i was watching a lot of uh defensive line against offensive line drills and you can tell exactly zero from those drills really uh they're not in pads they're not going full contact they're not really uh hitting each other very hard uh, but I was looking at that, but I'll, in a, I'll get back to that in a second. Um, Foster Moreau stood out to me. I know I asked uh, Greg Olson about him today because I thought he had a really, really good practice. Again, not full pads. And the def- defensive backs, it seemed like, were instructed to not really attack the ball. Uh, they weren't really going hard after interceptions, not going for pass breakups. They were just kind of trying to stay in coverage. But uh, Moreau really got uh, deep on Jonathan Abram a couple times. I thought that was uh, uh, pretty impressive. Uh, from him and uh, I actually saw out on the other field because one field was mostly starters and I would call it the one and a half mm-hmm. uh, starters and like immediate backups and then uh, you got your uh, uh, twos and threes and kind of depth on the other field and that's where uh, Mariota and uh, Peterson were kind of taking their <laughs> Peterson Peterman were kind of taking their uh, Peter. shots. I don't know, not, it's on. Nate Peterman, uh, my my former Bills fandom there uh, kind of uh, slipping away. Uh, yeah, Peterman was over there and. Um, you know, I thought Mariota had a couple of really nice throws, which is a change from last year uh, when in training camp he couldn't he couldn't hit a five yard out route. Uh, he was bouncing balls to running backs like it was it was bad. And this year he looks really really good. Uh, so you know, I feel like uh, that's some things to watch. But in, in terms of the defensive line against offensive line, uh, the I think it was a change from years past. We saw a lot of defensive line wins. Now you can read into it two ways. Uh, one. That the defensive line is a lot better, and they went and invested, and they got guys like Yanni Kangakwe, who was a beast out on the field today. Um, they got other you know depth guys on the defensive line, and they've got you know guys like Solomon Thomas who could get to the quarterback. They've got guys that can get pressure, or you can say the rebuild offensive line, and they're struggling early on. Um, I'm not going to say either. I, I think that you're going to have to wait and see a lot more again when they get in pads, uh, when they're doing some more things like full contact. Uh, but right now, today, I would say the defensive line probably won that battle. It's good stuff there. I want to also talk about we've seen several players with masks on uh, when their helmets aren't on. Now, that signifies a few things according to the team. One, they are unvaccinated players, or two, 
there is a preponderance of caution for whatever reason, whether they, uh, you know, they were around close contact, if they went in that realm, if they just are overcautious about it. Um, vaccinations kind of taken its hold here the last few days. And uh, we were able to ask Derek Carr on Wednesday his thoughts on, you know, being vaccinated and yet also uh, any inherent pressure those who are vaccinated in the locker room would put on uh, players who aren't, specifically him as the team leader. Here's what Derek Carr had to say. So hard, you know, like everything, you know, no matter what I say, someone on one side will be mad and someone on the other, you know, there's a lot of that that's been going on the last four or five years, you know, and, uh, and it's like, man, I don't even want to stand up here and answer those, you know, um, but to, to, to answer that, I, I personally feel like, you know, I, I've been getting shot since I was a little kid, you know, I have my, you know, my mom take me out of school early. Hey, we gotta go get this shot. You know, I remember that as a kid, my kids too, you know, and those things. And this one, it's a little different because it's new, right? You know, uh, you know the other ones was measles, mumps, you know, he, you know, all those kind of things, hepatitis B, you know, all that kind of stuff. You know, this one was new, so got so people and families have certain opinions, and um, I'm I, I can if someone wants to ask me my opinion, I, absolutely, I'm sharing my opinion, absolutely. Um, you know, but if if they don't want my opinion, I don't think it's my right to go tell them what to do as as a as a man. You know, um, especially in America. You know, I, I don't think it's my right to do that. So. Um, if they want my opinion, I will absolutely give it 100%. No problem with that. But I think it's up to them and their family because uh, they they know what they want to do for their family. I'm not I can't make the decisions for them and like their kids and stuff. OK, so Adam, you hear Derek Carr's thoughts. So, you know, went out of his way to say, look, it's not my place. These are men and they can make their own decisions for their own families. And if they ask me, I'm going to 100% give them their uh, give them, give him, uh, give them his uh, opinion on this stuff. Talked about his kids being vaccinated, like he was as a kid. Did any of what he said surprise you, or this did, is this the stance you thought him as a team leader would take? Yeah, I think it's it's what you expect uh, out of Derek Carr for sure. Um, and I think especially the part that says, "Hey, I'm not going to go find them and seek them out and tell them anything. But if they ask ask me, I'm here to tell them." You know what the benefits are. What you know what I think of it. What you know I've seen in my research and and things like that. And, and he said he would encourage it if asked, which I think makes a lot of sense. I don't think you need to go be aggressive uh, about it. I think players understand. Players hear, um, you know, lecturing all the time of hey, this is why you need to do it. And, and there's guys that you know are never going to get it. They just don't believe it. They don't think it's right, and and that's totally fine. But you also have to take that responsibility. I I'm one that says. Listen, I'm totally pro-vaccination. I think it's the right thing to do. I think it's the right thing to do for society and everything else. And even if you don't think you're at risk, I think you're doing it for other people. Uh, I'm all about it. But I also don't necessarily think that you should be demanding it or or forcing it on anybody. But I do think you need responsibilities. If you say, hey, I don't want to get vaccinated. I'm not comfortable with it. Okay, fine. Stay home. <laughs> don't go out and don't go around people and, and separate yourself. And That's fine to not get it. But then Make sure that you're not you know, exposing other people, and uh, I think that you've heard that from others. And and then in terms of football, like yeah, you understand that you are causing a problem for the rest of your team. And again, I don't think it should be mandated or forced, but you do understand that if you're on the fence, the tiebreaker should be you need to help your team. You need to get back to normalcy. You need to uh, do everything you can from a competitive standpoint uh, to be back to you know being fully normal. And and you know as as you said, I think we heard uh, from some players who had some thoughts on it. We heard from. Cleveland for all today, who said, I had COVID very bad last year. It sucked. 
uh, it took a toll on me for sure. Uh, and he said that he went into this offseason not sure if he would get vaccinated. He said the more he looked into it, uh, he decided to do it. But he did do it very late in the process. So very late on, uh, he said, um, you know, I finally decided to get it. And he did get it. He said today he's vaccinated. He's not vaccinated because you're not vaccinated until two weeks after you get that second shot. So uh, he kind of, uh, you know, te- on a technicality there misspoke. But uh, two weeks after your shot, you are fully vaccinated. And that's that's the process that he's in right now. He's in that two-week period uh, waiting it out. So he'll, he'll be there soon. And then that's one more step closer to what the Raiders want, which is 100%. Um, vaccination rate, which means you can be back to fully normal, all players on the same page and, and all uh, working toward just not worrying about protocols anymore and just worrying about football. I was able to ask uh, Greg Olson today. You were there as well. And by the way, we're taping this on Thursday. You might be hearing it on Friday, but we talked to Greg Olson, the offensive coordinator on Thursday after practice. And I think the question was more like, look, you're a top 10 offense last year. Uh, is it as simple to say that whether you're a top 10 or even better or even much worse, you know, relies completely on a rebuilt offensive line. Andre James at center, Denzel Good is now uh, there, Alex Leatherwood, along with um, Richie Incognito is a vet, and Colton Miller, who, well, with that contract, suggests he's a veteran, given he's got $46 million guaranteed coming to him. But do you think it's a, we, we, we've seen some running backs already, Jalen Richard and others, out with the COVID protocols. Kenyon Drake has a non, I think, a non football related injury. He suppose he's going to be back Friday. But is it as easy in your mind to say this offense hinges on how good it can be on just the line? Yeah, I mean, I think for right now, uh, that's the biggest question mark for sure. They've got weapons everywhere. They've got weapons at receiver. Uh, we know they have weapons at tight end. Darren Waller, among the best in the league. Foster Moreau, uh, I think, is going to be a breakout uh, you know, star for this team. So the, the tight end core is great. Um, I think the receivers are they have a lot of depth at receiver. I'll, I'll put it that way. I mean, they might not have a true standout superstar anywhere, and Henry Ruggs might develop into that at some point, but they don't have a, a standout superstar, but they've got a lot of depth. I mean, you look at the guys that have caught a lot of passes in this league, and, um, you know, and, and John Brown and, and Ruggs and, and Edwards were drafted last year, and uh, Willie Sneed has had some success, and they've just got a lot of guys that can catch passes, and the running back core is great. So um, it, it's, it all comes down to me, and, and we know what Carr can be. I mean, he's uh, squarely in the top half of the league, probably top 10, probably not top five, but we know that he's going to be very good. And when he has weapons around him, he's going to be good. So if they can block for him, then I think this is going to be a really good offense. And I think, you know, Kenyon Drake and guys like that are going to help in the red zone. And not even, as uh, Greg Olson said today, it's not the red zone, it's goal to go situations. They, they struggled to put the ball in the end zone in goal to go situations last year. So if they can complete drives, they can even take a step forward from what they were last year. If you love listening to us here on Vegas Nation, what's stopping you from grabbing a mic and starting your own show? And there's no place better to host than Blue Wire Hustle. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, access to our community discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On top of that, we'll help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. And the best part is you can get all of this for just $15 a month, the same rate as any other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. So if you're ready to do more than just listen to us talk about your favorite team, then make your voice heard and hustle. Acceptance into the program is limited 
committed. So get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com slash join. Check out the description box in this episode to find out more. But that's bwhustle.com slash join. I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review Journal. I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, season two, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that. Obviously, when they get the pads, it's going to be much different. They're going to have the week with the Rams, or they go up and they scrimmage the Rams. Uh, a couple weeks away from Seattle being here for the first uh, exhibition game, uh, I think the Raiders are hoping in front of a huge crowd there at Allegiant Stadium. First time they'll actually be in front of people uh, in that uh, in that building. Okay, let's get to the real important stuff. I know training camp's important to a lot of people, but you again went to Cabo on your second trip in freaking like three weeks. I've I've never been there. A vacation to me is like tropical smoothie. I got Benny Bonsignor in the Amalfi Coast and you going to Cabo for the second time. The wife says, we're going on vacation. Well, maybe San Diego, you can have some fish tacos. So we know the difference of you and Vinny comparative to the rest of us uh, for vacations. Take me through this. So this was the most bizarre story. <laughs> First of all, let me set this up. The phone rings. Are you? I think you're on a. You, you just got off a plane. Yes. Yeah, you're off a plane. Don't don't give away the. Okay, name. I won't. I won't give a name. But you, you say to me, go on Twitter. Do you see this name signing with a team? And I went on and I googled it and I said, I don't see anything, man. And I was interested because the team you're talking about, the Dallas Cowboys, my favorite team. So I'm like, oh, maybe got that guy. Is he still a good player? You can take it from here. But this ended up being one of the most bizarre stories. And I've got many questions at the end for you. And they all center around this person who you probably will never see again in the rest of your life. Yeah. Uh, first of all, you have questions. I have questions. <laughs> I don't know what's going on here. And let's get it straight. Uh, Cabo, come on, man. Uh, that's for the great unwashed. No, I'm kidding. Cabo's very nice. I'm a Cancun guy. I went to Cabo in January. Went to Cabo in January. I've been to Cancun twice here in the last uh, couple of weeks. Yes, but uh, got one last trip in before before uh, before camp starts, and then uh, my life is the Raiders from now until you know, January or even into February. We'll see. Um, but but uh, yeah, so I, I'm on the. I, I'll start before I'm on the plane. I'm at the airport in Houston on a layover, and there's a guy who is in all like when I say Dallas Cowboys gear. It's it's not like a fan. This is a guy in the official like we know we know the difference when we see Raiders fans around town and what Raiders players wear when they're out. It's the official yeah. and he had the backpack, the official NFL backpack, cow, everything. Everything he had. And he's huddled in the corner hiding from everyone. But he happens to be close to me and he's on the phone and he's talking to somebody and it sounds like it's his mother. To be honest, that's, you know, you can get the vibe of a conversation. Right. And he's like, I don't know yet. He's like, I'm not sure yet. Hold on. Like, you're you're freaking out. He's like, all I know, I haven't looked ahead. All I know is it's the Bucks week one. Like, we're playing the Bucks week one, which the Cowboys are. I'm like, okay, that's interesting. And he's like, I haven't looked ahead. I don't know. I don't know when else they play. He's like, I know they, I know we usually play on Thanksgiving. Um, he's like... He's like, I don't know, I got to be in California. He's like, got to be. This was Saturday. I got to be in California Tuesday. So I'm just going to steal a weekend here and then I'll be there. I'll, I'll report and then I'll let you know. He's like, I'll probably look at the schedule more. I'll, I'll, and I'm like, 
clearly this is somebody who plays for the Cowboys, right? I mean, he's got all the officials. Like, this is interesting. So it just so happens I'm in I'll say I'm at premium seating, another uh, thing that, yeah, of course, uh, on the plane. He sits next to me. So he sits next to me on the plane. I'm like, well, this is interesting. So I start to have a conversation. Now, as you know, I will never talk to anyone on the plane, ever. It doesn't happen. I am in the seat with the headphones on, watching watching something, watching a movie, watching some stand-up comedy, whatever. I never talk to anybody. But for this guy, I'm like, okay. He he appears to be on the Dallas Cowboys, which they had already started camp, which was weird. Right. But I'm like, he appears to be on the Cowboys. I should at least have a conversation with this guy. We talked for like 10 minutes. I'm like, so uh, I, was, I was overhearing. I was like, honestly, I, I, we might be in a similar situation. Like, not quite, but I was like, I'm getting one last weekend trip in before training camp starts. It sounds like you might be doing the same thing. He's like, oh, man. He's like, yeah, yeah, you heard that? I was like, yeah, I just heard a conversation you were having. Like, I kind of overheard it, but... Um, yeah, sounds like we're in a similar spot. He's like, yeah. He's like, I got to report to camp in a couple days. I'm like, so you on the team? You're a coach? Like, what do you, what do you do? He's like, well, I'm a player, but you know, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't been there. I haven't been on the team yet. And I'm like, oh, what did you just sign? And he goes, well, I got traded. And I was like, okay. I'm like, this, this is weird. But I'm like, he's pro- most likely, he's like a 90th guy on the roster, right? He wouldn't, whatever. It's, it's no big deal. So we're having this conversation, and and we're talking, and then we it kind of dies down. We're not talking anymore. Uh, and then at some point, he was like, he's like, so he's like, what you said you you did some football, like what do you do? I was like, well, I just, I'm a reporter and whatever. And he goes, oh, he's like, you're not going to talk about this, are you? And I was like, talk about, I was like, talk about what? And he goes, well, you know, he's like, what you know, what we've been talking about. And I was like, I mean, no, why why would I? Like, what? Who cares? And he goes, well, he's like, I, I was traded last night and nobody knows yet. It's not public. And I was like, well, you were traded from the Cowboys? He goes, no, I was traded to the Cowboys. I was like, how'd you get all that? He goes, they they delivered it to my house. They brought it over to me. He's like, they want, you know, they were like, hey, you're on the team now. Like, you got this. And I was like, well, and they haven't reported. He's like, no, nah, I haven't passed my physical. He's like, I've had some injury history in the past and, you know, they want to make sure. So I'm like, okay, well, this is interesting. So then I start thinking about it. I take my headphones off like five minutes later and I start, I'm like, all right, I, I got to figure this out. Like, what, like, what's going on? So I started asking some more questions, and he's like, well, I used to play for Cincinnati. You know, it's pretty good. And, but then now, uh, yeah, I've had some question marks, whatever. And he's like, I, I signed with Arizona. Um, wasn't quite sure about it. And now they, they went through, and they, they traded me. And I'm like, okay. I was like, what's your name? And he goes, well, he's like, I don't really want to get into it. And he's like, you seriously don't – he's like, you cover football, and you don't recognize me? And I'm like, well, not – yeah, I, I, he has a mask on. I haven't seen him without a mask. I'm like, I, I can't. I don't even. You could be my brother. I don't know who you are. Uh, but he goes, well, I'm, I'm, I'm AJ Green. And I was like, wait, what? Like you, you got traded? It would, this would be all, all over the place. He goes, well, it's part of the reason I'm going to, to down to Cancun. He's like, I'm bringing my friends. Like one last weekend. He's like, I don't want to be around for all the the hoopla and the hype about this. Okay. And I was like. Wouldn't you have to report to camp? He's like, well, you know, since I'm, you know, I'm established in the league, they, were, you know, they let me, let me go. And I was like, I go, but the Cowboys have, they're loaded at wide receiver. Like it doesn't really make much sense. And he goes, well, you know, my my agent was talking to me, and he thinks, you know, there's other trades coming. He thinks they might trade one of their one of their big names. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense either. But then we start talking more. I know a little bit about AJ Green. I couldn't look up anything on the internet. I'm in the air, so I'm like, okay, so I'm, I'm asking some stuff. And as it turns out. Everything he says about AJ Green checks out. He knew AJ. He knew everything about him. He knew everything about him. 
And and so, but I'm like, okay, he had this conversation that I overheard that he wasn't talking to. He wasn't talking to me. He wasn't talking to anybody. It wasn't like he was bragging. Um, he also during the flight was offering. He's like, he's like, oh, he's like, uh, he's like, you know, um, he, he said. And so at one point he went and grabbed the stewardess. He's like, hey, um, I might get recognized on this flight. Like I might need a, a, a sharpie. He's like, but if he's like, don't don't worry about it. like if people are harassing me. Like it's cool. Like, I don't mind signing. And I'm like, oh, okay. Which I was like, that's weird because I don't think an athlete would actually do that. No. But again, like everything that I know about AJ Green, everything this guy said checked out. Like in in it in looking at like the top of his head, because you can't see his his mouth or nose, it it looks like AJ Green. So I'm like, this is in, this is the weirdest thing that's ever happened. So I feel like because there's nothing, he's not asking for anything. It's not like he's trying to. It's not like he's trying to go in and he, like he's trying to scam anything out of me. Um, at one point, he's like, he's like, yeah, he's like, I'm just trying to figure out some of the teams because you know, right when the news comes out, I'm gonna get all these like cousins and you know relatives like, hey, I want to take us this game. He's like, but I don't even know who we're playing or where we're playing yet. And I was like, well, I know one game. Like I cover the Raiders. The Raiders are playing there for Thanksgiving. And he, this is insane. He goes, well, if you want like an interview about like that week, he's like, he's like, just hit me up. Like you know, I can I can give you I'll give you some quotes and talk about the season. And he's like, yeah, you're a really good dude. Like I look forward to. It. I'm like. Okay, like this is this is weird. He, but he's, I was like, okay, that's that's cool. Thank you. Um, so we're having this entire conversation, and I'm like, I'm very skeptical, but at the same time, like, why would you carry this on for so long? And also, why were you talking to somebody without anybody knowing that you were talking to somebody about this? I don't know what's happening. Now, here's the one thing. I'll I'll let you I'll let you follow. But I, the one thing I know is that when I landed, I called some people we know. And the Cowboys, the and they were like, absolutely not. Can't possibly be true. And I said, well, okay, I, I, I believe you. And for the reasons that you're saying, I believe you. But I also don't know what this person's end game was for just pret- – it's not like – what I'm saying is like if you're fooling – if you're trying to fool somebody, you're at the end maybe you're asking for something or like, hey, maybe like maybe this person will buy me something thinking I'm the – whatever. Nothing. Nothing. It, it was such a bizarre – world that this was that I don't understand anything about it. Now the one mistake he made is he showed me a picture of him and his wife in Bali. And so I remembered the photo and after I after I landed and started to look it up, I realized the woman in the photo was the, the woman in the photo that he showed me is not AJ Green's wife. So I pulled up my Google images which I like which I like a lot. Long pause there. Uh, and with AJ Green and his wife. Now, we're looking at a picture. Great uh, podcast radio here. Could he pass as the guy you were talking to? Oh, no. I, I, I know AJ Green if I saw him. Like like I said, the top of his face, was, it was him. It, uh, not him. it wasn't him. It looked enough like yeah. him. So, like, he, he could be like an AJ Green impersonator. But, but that's not his wife that you saw no. in the picture. Okay. I'm going to put out there that possibly he was not talking to his mom but he was talking to a girl trying to impress her and she wanted to, and he had her believing, listen, man, you're looking at a guy who back in the day dated a woman using an Irish accent and pretending his name was Eamon. These things can happen in life, my friend. You can pull these things off. I mean, I, I was some idiot kid who was talking in a weird accent for six months dating this woman who later on saw me in a bar and continued to think I talked in that accent, even though I was talking normally and she didn't know why. Uh, so these things can happen. So 
I don't think it was his mom. Could it have been like he's trying to hook up with someone and he's told someone he's an NFL player. So she's asking about the, the he said he, he literally lived the double life of AJ Green to where he was dating a woman, hanging out with women, hooking up with women, saying he was this person. And this was just him kind of talking to one of the, one of the people he hooks up with saying, this is when the game is. Cause she started asking, when do you play? When can I go to a game? Don't you think that's possible that this guy's living the double life and he's just got everyone? He almost had you convinced, and you're like this uh, an expert sports writer who's lived uh, your whole life as sports. You, you can't convince people who know nothing about football with the gear and the look and everything? So he's on the phone. So he didn't need the gear to convince her. <laughs> that's a, that's the issue. That's true. And, and like he literally was having a conversation about, like, he's like, oh, you know, aunt, whatever. Like, I'm going to need, I know she lives in Tampa. I'm going to have to get her. Like, it was, he was having a conversation with a family member. Now, and here's the other thing. If you're trying to be AJ Green, why would you have cowboy stuff? Like, it didn't, it doesn't make sense. None of it adds up. And, and again, he's clearly scamming on some level. But I don't know what the end game was. It's not like we, it's not like, you know, he, he got, you know, we exchanged numbers or like he was trying to scam me down the road. Like, what was the point of that? And just say your name is like Billy Johnson. Right. And just, you know, yeah, I'm not on the Cowboys now. I just signed with the Cowboys or whatever you want to say. He had all the official gear. He had everything. He knew the ages and names of the kids. Got it right. Everything, like... Everything was right. The only thing where he really slipped up, there was a couple of things where I was like, you know, I was like, man, his football knowledge is a little weird. Like there's things like I know about football that he kind of didn't. But I was like, I also know several professional athletes that that I'm acquainted with that know nothing about football. Or and I should say they know how to play football. They don't know like who's on other teams or they know the they don't know those things. So and then he, you know, he said something like you know, um, it would just sucks that I'm going to the Cowboys now because, you know, last year uh, Dalton was down there. It would have been cool to, like, play with him again. Like, like, so he was fully on board with being A.J. Green. He just wasn't A.J. Green. You got you to gotta know the particulars. Uh, the daughter last night no- or the other day walked in, and uh, she, she says what I want to hear from all my 20-year-old daughters is, uh, my fake idea has arrived. Do you want to see it? And, and the – and the brother said, just make sure you know the address. You know, he's Mike Stevens from Pittsburgh, and, not, and he's older now. But when he used his, he got caught in a, in a D.C. club one night. Like, hey, Mike, what's your address? And he got stumped. He goes, well, it's in Pittsburgh. They're like, yeah, get the hell out of here. <laughs> so, I believe her address is in Kansas City. I'm not sure about that. But if you're going to pull off this scam, man, this guy sounds like he's as dialed. That you, I mean, there's certain levels of pulling off a scam. Uh, I know well with the Irish accent. That was a that was an amateur hour compared to this guy. I mean, I didn't have to do accept anything except talk like an idiot for six months um, in all situations. That kind of got challenging. But um, this guy knew if he's like Dalton and Cowboys, I in a weird sort of way, and I think he'll agree with me. Like I, I'm very impressed with this guy. Like I give this guy a ton of credit. I, I would, except get an end game. Like, what are you working towards? Again, as you said, we've all done dumb things. We've all made up lies, like for to, to meet girls, whatever. I'm right now. Yeah, every, everybody's done that. I get that. I'm with that. I'm supportive of that. What are you wasting my time for two hours, two and a half hours on the plane for? First of all, that's time, that's good time I use to catch up on Netflix and podcasts. You're wasting that time, and you're wasting your own time. There's no end game with me whatsoever. There's nothing you can gain from convincing me of anything. I don't, I just, I don't understand it on any level. I could not figure this out. Well, 
I don't think you'll ever see him again, whether you're in Cancun or Cabo. Uh, obviously, you don't have any more trips planned this year. Uh, I get a one-day vacation to San Diego to take my daughter back to college. So, you know, I'm, I'm right there on with the Cancun and, and the Amalfi Coast. So good times by me. Uh, if you do run across him again on some of your travels, we need to know. Or maybe there'll be some kind of some kind of scandal with this guy. Well, here's some guy in Dallas is dressed up as A.J. Green, like being a lunatic with people or something. All right. We're going to continue our training camp podcast throughout training camp. Just getting underway out here at a Raiders facility for training camp. Listen to all our podcasts. We're going to give you up-to-date information and opinions on the Raiders. That's going to do it for our latest edition of Unsportsmanlike Conduct of the Vegas Nation. This podcast has been brought to you by the Las Vegas Review Journal, presented by Blue Wire Hustle. Remember now, there are new episodes of Vegas Nation every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Subscribe to Vegas Nation on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or any podcasting app. You can support this show by leaving a rating and review on Apple Podcasts, and can find all our coverage at VegasNation.com. For Heidi Fang this week, who ran this podcast, Adam, I'm Ed. We'll talk to you next week. I'm Jeff Gehrman, an investigative reporter with the Las Vegas Review-Journal. In partnership with the Mob Museum, I'm your guide for season two of Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, a true story about money. And so it was their piggy bank. They had the ability to get loans for whoever they wanted to get loans for. Crime. You're in with every gangster and hoodlum in the United States. I don't go for that, Mr. Kennedy. I don't go for that kind of action. And the battle to control the strip. I was on television accused of fronting for the mob. We were very angry and very upset, and we knew we had been double-crossed. Subscribe to Mobbed Up, The Fight for Las Vegas, Season 2, today on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by Pro Group Management. Additional sponsorship provided by El Cortez and the Golden Steer. 